fight and we don't have to kill everybody in the whole wide world really just needs to chill no we don't have to fuss no 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 we don't have to hello welcome back to just chill with Oliver George episode 16 uh, the light is on please subscribe if you haven't subscribed we would really appreciate it and if you already have thank you so much uh, we appreciate that if you're listening to the audio-only version, so Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts, then come check out what we look like. And if you want to contact the show just to give some feedback or uh, maybe cool guest ideas, justchillpodcasting at gmail.com. Uh, now, before I intro my guest, this is going to be the first episode going up after the Strombo episode. So I did just want to thank you, George, again for taking the time to come here. You flew from three cities that day. You had a thing early the next day. You really didn't have to come, and you came and you stayed for twice as long as you were supposed to. And it was just, I will cherish those memories till the day I die. And thank you to Raquel, the person from George's team that I was dealing with as well, because you were awesome even though we only spoke briefly. Uh, anyways, so uh, please check that episode out if you haven't already. Now, to the man of the hour, Mr. Steve Love. Hello. Local... Uh, Comedian, actor, impressionist, am I missing anything? Uh, you could say YouTuber. YouTuber, uh, yes. Karaoke host. Karaoke host. I didn't know how deep you want to go here. <laughs> I, I mean, like, you could just rattle off more things about me. I am a former dog owner. <laughs> yeah, how specific are we going to get here? Yeah, I think I think I kind of like cornered the market with pervert. You didn't need to go further than that. It pretty much describes everything you need to know about. Yeah, a lot of people are tuning out right now. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> We're actually losing subscribers. No, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's, it's hard being a creep nowadays. <laughs> Rough life for a creep, that's it's a new tough, hashtag. Man. Yeah, no, we should have our own uh, identity politics group. <laughs> um... Okay, well, I want to say I met you years ago, and for me personally, you were an inspiration to me because I think you were just oh, starting... you're giving me way too much credit already. <laughs> no, no, man. Um, I mean, I know you probably had been doing acting and other stuff before, but I think you were just getting into stand-up at the time. Yeah. Uh, around. I, I feel like, yeah, you were one of those people who were around when I first got into stand-up. Well, and I only did it very infre more infrequently than I do now mm -hmm. um, back then, but I do remember that you still had your YouTube presence pretty strong, and I was really impressed. Yeah. And I asked you about it, and you just kind of said you just keep grinding and be patient. You were just really, really kind to me. I always remember people who are kind to me when they don't really have to be. You know? Well, you know, I try not to be a cunt, uh, if that's okay to say. But Fair enough. Uh, oh, yeah, please. Sure. Share all you want. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and we've been talking about uh, collaborating on something since those days. Yeah. And, and now here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad. It only took five years. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, people probably know you best for your impersonations, though, right? Uh if you look at the numbers, yes. That's, well, they're fantastic, so it uh, makes sense. Yeah, no, I apparently I have I have, like do you ever do you ever look at the uh, the analytics of YouTube? Yeah, like what see, countries see what and countries stuff. are yeah. looking at you. I'm always surprised when people in other countries are like I've watched like like I have like a hundred views in like in like Syria and stuff like that. <laughs> so strange. I know, like I, well, I mean, I guess there's Game of Thrones fans all over the world. That's true. At least, at least there used to be. I don't know. But it's, it's amazing how the internet can connect you and just by the click of a button you can see that kind of statistical data, you know. I saw us, it's nowhere in the hundreds, but it's some guy from like the Netherlands and I thought the same thing. It's just so bizarre that I can just know that, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's probably somebody in the Netherlands, like, who is very depressed and on their <laughs> on their laptop at like six in the morning. Or super just baked. Everything or... on it. Yeah, people are super baked and they have their stuff. That's like, okay, you're welcome here, stone I'm people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're, it's just it's just it's just, you know, like let me just like do random YouTube searches and see what comes up. Yeah, I've done I feel that. like how I've I've gotten a lot of my view, viewership. Probably. Well, you uh, doing impressions helps because you're doing impressions of popular characters, so you can hashtag Peter Griffin or hashtag whatever. That's it's a great idea, honestly. It's, yeah, you, I, I definitely have to, you have to tag a lot. Tag doesn't a lot. that get fucking annoying? Oh god. Doing the tags, yeah. And I never know if they're even working because <laughs> I'm like, I got one subscriber this week, so I don't know if it's if it's worth anything. Especially but. when you have to strategically uh, ta tag like like uh, like you know Game of Thrones game, one tag of yeah. one tag Thrones. Every character's name. George, R, R. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hashtag Dinklage. Yeah. Um, so was in, uh, impressions was like how you started, or were you doing other things in theater and stuff before that, or like what's kind of your origin story? I always like to ask people. My origin story for performing and wanting to be an entertainer. I definitely don't have as good an origin story as half the people on the walls of this basement do, but uh, 
Impressions are uh, something that I've done basically all my life. Uh, it started with me as a young child just uh, repeating uh, stuff I heard in uh, you know whatever movies I was watching at the time ad nauseum because I have I have this I have the capability to rewatch. I'm a big rewatcher. Like my favorite movies, I've seen them all like thirty times. Just you know to I mean? try and catch things you didn't see, or just cause... that's the that's the mark of a great movie. Is yeah. If every time you watch it, you can you know catch Easter eggs. You, can, you find something else to appreciate, but also you can just have it on in the background. That's the sign of a key of a great movie. True. Um, so yeah, a, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, because there's a lot of um, you know I don't want to say action movies specifically, but movies that can be so full of pizzazz in the moment, the first time you're seeing it, that it kind of fools you into being like, I guess that was a good movie, but then you actually rewatch it with a more critical eye, and you're like, this is garbage. <laughs> you know. Anyway, sorry. Oh, please I've continue. Before, you ever seen the movie Undercover Brother? I used to love that movie. I saw it ages ago. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> I, yeah, it was not super memorable. Was, that was the first example that came to my head. I have absolutely no idea why. Or the Ladies Man, similar movie. That was pretty cool. I love oh, Tim Meadows. I've never seen that one. Tim Meadows makes me laugh in anything that he's in. Uh, oh, SNL, of course, but he was on um, the Goldbergs as well. He's uh, one of the teachers, and he's, he's just so deadpan. Delivery is just amazing. Uh, anyways, please, uh, the origin story, I want to stay on track here and, uh... Um, yeah, so... So growing up, you're kind of mimicking everything. Yeah, and then eventually, like, sort of, once my balls dropped and my voice changed a little bit, I was able to manipulate it more and start sounding like the people I was, uh, impersonating. So, starting with, like, uh, Stewie Griffin, like, uh, I would watch an episode of Family Guy, sort of a ritual in the playground of, of, of like, of grade seven and eight, like, when Family Guy made the comeback, right, because they were all, yeah, yeah, they got canceled, and, and then they came back in 2005, and the sort of ritual, the morning ritual on our way into school was, like, sort of, like, everybody would be talking about the funniest episode, some funniest moments from the Family Guy episode, mm -hmm. and I would be the one who would be like, yeah, but then there was that one joke where Stewie was like, oh, Brian, I blah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> so... Even that was pretty dance. I sort that. of realized that, like, there was a, there was a, um, I don't know, there's something there. You ever, you ever listen, you ever heard my uh, Herbert impression? Uh, I don't know that I have. I, I probably or, haven't watched a lot of your, yeah, the old dude, yeah. Yeah, like, nice muscly phone on, you got that? <laughs> got a whole shelf full of popsicles. <laughs> you know, it sounds really good in this, yeah, I like, It does, you get the like whistle. How, yeah, no, and especially as... I would like to get nice close to the microphone so I can hear this wind whistling through my teeth. <laughs> Dude, so good. Uh, I'm glad, too, that you led with the, the impressions because I always feel like uh, with an impressionist or a magician, I used to know a magician, and I always felt like I was bothering him, like, hey, do a trick, do a trick, you know. Um, some people act like it's an annoying thing, and I'm like, it's a gift. Um, so I'm glad you, you just jumped right in there, because I'm going to milk it now. <laughs> I, I, no, I, you know what? I haven't had a proper impression session in a long time. Oh, impression session. I think all, all my friends are tired of my shit is what that is. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 for a long time it was just a party trick. Okay, so um, you do have a pretty fantastical story of how things progressed from there, um, which was your, well, you can tell the story, but you ended up on Jimmy Kimmel. Right. Uh, I, 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 the, the, so the the uh, the origin of of the YouTube channel is because I was doing like I said it was a party trick so like I every everybody I, I was in contact with would you know if we were at a party or something would say like Steve do that impression or this and then it would end up being like a long string of impressions and like sort of holding court with like one man show was, all yeah just a stoned drunk loser entertaining more the <laughs> more successful drunks. Uh, <laughs> And and then one day I was I was in university and uh, and one of my friends had the idea like you know you should put these on YouTube you should like what year is this you, this would have been twenty uh, twenty twelve okay. twenty twelve was like so no, YouTube had been around for like you know eight, seven eight years or something I think yeah no it was I you know everybody watched YouTube and uh, but like I never thought of having my own channel and then I he you know like. You could make money off of this, so I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And then, like the first or second, this, so the first impression video I did was um, there was this big fad in 2012, 2011, 2012, where it was like shit, blah 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 says. Oh, like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Shit, white girls say. Yeah, yeah. Or shit, Asian dads say. Yeah. Sometimes so I made a video specific. that was shit, Joe Pesci says, 
where I just did, I just, there's, there's like a bunch of, like a, a sort of a, a montage of, of Joe Pesci saying lines from like his movies, like, oh, you're not going to hear from him no more, like, you know, yeah. just stuff like that. And that was, uh, did okay. Uh, and then I did another one where we, we just gotten back from a strip club in Kingston and my friend, <laughs> my friend came home from uh, another bar because he was not a creep and he uh, he said let's get let's get uh, let's let, do the impressions do the impressions and I said to my other buddy I was like get the camera like let's just film this and see how it happens and that ended up being like my first what I would call a uh, modestly viral video in that it got like it got over a hundred thousand views in like a matter of in like a wow. day in like a day those are some numbers because well, in, in that amount of time in, Jesus. in in that era I think the big like to me I think the predecessor to like barstool sports yeah. was this These site called using. Bro Bible yeah. do you remember Bro Vaguely. Bible so that was a website that posted my video and that's what spread it and it was like a like a college humor type yeah okay. just like 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 basically what Barstool is now with their yeah. like Instagram Twitter presence yeah. was what Bro Bible was in 2012. Instagram still wasn't a thing that you could post videos to. It was a website that like, shared clips and stuff like that. Okay. You know what I mean? And so they they shared my stuff and then it just sort of spiraled from there. But which impressions were you doing that one? Oh, that one I did. Or I'm sure people can see it online. I'll post yeah, one did, of those little uh, links. Yeah, there. I did Gollum. Uh, oh, yeah. I did uh, like uh, it's you know what watch the video yeah go check, uh, I'll have <laughs> a chat or whatever they're called it's called the video is called Steve Love Dash Drunk Impressions cool excuse me um, how drunk were you <laughs> uh, I was pretty drunk I was probably more stoned than drunk actually oh, okay yeah but I love how you point at me when you say stoned <laughs> no no I was pointing at the weed oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well hey well, you wouldn't be incorrect you know no I was I, I I'm sorry I um. Not not trying to accuse you of no, being dude. a stoner while well, you're, what is while you're rolling too? pot during your <laughs> podcast. What what is stone is more my argument. You know what I mean. But yes, I'm a user of cannabis. No, yeah, I, I'm, a user, I'm a user of cannabis too. But I don't think I can right now because if I if I use that now, all of a sudden you will have a very quiet podcast. I will start you to answer you, a question, you know? and then I will be in my own head thinking about some episode from some HBO series from the mid-2000s. Come on a rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Hey, I, man, you do you. It hits me hard, and it hits me harder than I think it hits most people. Well, uh, that comes down to strain awareness, too, but... Oh, yeah. You um, just don't have the right strain, bro. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a line, but it's, it's, it has some truth behind it. No, it, it absolutely does. No, because now, now that you've got the uh, dispensaries... Well, and CBD is uh, a lot more awareness for CBD these days. Like, yeah. Anyways, um, I, I do want to know, after that video, how long was it until you uh, got the, the call for Jimmy Kimmel? And th that was via satellite, but still badass. No, it was fucking badass. Um, you must have felt like a fucking rock star. Because like, you nailed it, too. Yeah, but I was doing it for my parents' house, <laughs> where I was still living at the time. So, like, yeah, I'm pretty I could, cool. Yeah, I could, I, it was a, it was a mimic. But uh, yeah, so actually, like when I did my first Game of Thrones video, uh, Jimmy Kimmel tweeted it, and and that got it like blowing up. Yeah, that in itself that was, was pretty cool. That was 2012 also, and then it was 2014 when I had made another uh, modestly viral Game of Thrones video okay. that I got someone from his team uh, reached out with a over YouTube. And it was this channel that said Jimmy Kimmel Live, and it's zero subscribers. And I'm like, what? What is this? And like the, the body of the message was basically like, the, I'm from, I'm a, I'm a, like a line producer or some sort of some title. sort of employee, yeah, some sort of title from uh, the, from Jimmy Kimmel Live, and uh, we want to do a segment where we have impressionists, and we'd like to have you on the show. Here's my uh, email uh, or and my number, so give me a shout. And I was like, this is sketchy as hell. Why, so like why, would I, why would I respond to it? It is, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so they don't get hassled, yeah. Well, it's like there's lots of accounts that they use to reach out to people for the like Wall of America segment because that's basically where they sort of highlight viral videos and stuff. Mm. And so the Wall, the Wall of America segment was what my segment was. It had me, Schaefer Bates, and uh, another fellow, uh, Charlie... Charlie... 
That's pretty good. Charlie Puth? I don't know. No, I, it was, no, it was, god damn it, I'm so sorry that I forgot your name, bro, but, um. Charlie's, it's half of his name, you know. There was actually, a, there was actually the third Unless guy. Unless out there like, my name is Carl! There was, a, there was a third guy who was, apparently there was a third guy who was supposed to do the segment with us. And he he was he called himself the human voice box. I've never heard of this guy. Oh, it's kind but, of a cool name. I mean, sure, if you're gonna call yourself the human voice box, you're gonna pretend. The thing is, like, he kept bailing on the on the NBC or the ABC people, and they're like, "Well, we're not. We can't, we can't have this guy on. He keeps bailing. He comes coming up with excuses like, oh, I can't. You, my my girlfriend needs to borrow my computer.' It's like, dude, this is your life, bro. Like, yeah. you, this is you're turning down a chance to be on national television for whatever reason. So, anyways, the guy who they ended up getting was just a friend of one of the producers who does this Jon Snow impression at parties. Cool. And that was how he got on the show, and he didn't mind, obviously, because he's like an actor in Los Angeles, so like, he, would, would, welcome, yeah. he welcomed the publicity. Yeah, he'd be super excited. So, yeah, and then, yeah, there was, uh, that was, the th we did the thing. Was there a point where you were like, after the, the message from them, you're like, I'm going to LA, and then they're like, via satellite. Uh, <laughs> no, we, would do, we discussed what the segment would be, basically when I call, initially called the guy, um, he told me that it was like this Wall of America segment that you'd be t talking to us through basically like a oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't put that Skype type uh, yeah, program. And uh, no, yeah, it was actually more convenient than it really. I mean, it would have been cool to like go out of LA, but like, I don't know. I don't know how they would have financed it. I don't know if they would have financed it or if they would have had me go out of pocket for that. But if, yeah, I think if it's something like that, they probably fly you out. But that's probably why they didn't fly people out because they're like, let's save a few bucks and technology's great. Let the losers do it from their from their computer lounge. Well, one thing uh, that I found amazing and I wanted to ask you is like, what was it like? Because you were doing this segment while he was there, the actor, and you're doing it to him. Is that like? nerve-wracking to be impersonating someone to their face essentially it was the most it was the most <laughs> awkward thing a, a very awkward way to impersonate them i impersonate my friends all the time but i've never had you know but that's done from a place of love because you're friends and, and i think there's an understanding there right i hate it oh do they <laughs> <laughs> oh i have I, I have friends that i do impressions of and literally every single one of them is like no i don't even sound like yeah, it's hard to accept, I'm sure. It is hard to accept, yeah. but other people tell me it's great. So, yeah, everyone else in the room probably agrees that it's a good impersonation, it's just that one person doesn't believe it. But even when you hear recording it yourself, a lot of people say, oh, that doesn't sound like me. Exactly. So, you know, everyone's just used to that one sound in their head. Mm -hmm. I hate the sound of my own voice. That's really? why I pretend to be other people. Wow, interesting. No, no, I've... I've, I've you grown, have a nice voice. I've grown accustomed to it because it, it's like my... It's like my trade, right? Like yeah. I, I do a lot of voice acting work, and I, and it's just in my neutral, normal Canadian voice. palette. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've sort of been feeling that way as well through editing. Um, I cringe a lot less now when I edit some of these podcasts than I did with some of the first episodes. Part of that was more trying to learn to be a good host, which I'm still trying to do. But yeah, just uh, little things you notice and you try to improve on. Experience is the best teacher. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like. But I'm sure once he started laughing, to get back to that point, it must have made the tension kind of leave a little bit. What really, what eased the tension for me was that they gave me more voices to do. The other guys were just doing, they um, were just doing Jon Snow, they were just doing kids. So you're like, shit, I'm the best one. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say, I, just, I was given the best opportunity, because I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Schaefer definitely can, cr can crush all the Game of Thrones accents. I don't know about the other, I don't, know about, I don't know about Charlie, I don't know, I think he was just like a party trick, but like, um, they, they gave me the opportunity to do a couple of other characters, and, and, and it, it killed like oh yeah, I've seen the clip. You did yeah, great. he was he was like he was loving it. By the time I got to do his impression, he's like, oh, I can't wait, can't wait to see this. Nice, you know what nice. I mean? He was warmed up. Yeah. And uh, I completely disappointed him. I could see it on his face. He's like, that doesn't sound as good as the other one was. Really? I I kind of thought, I thought so. he was disappointed. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now. I saw it back in the day, but you I thought should, you did well. You should just have Kit Harrington on your podcast and ask him what he thinks. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Someday, someday. Um, honestly, I'm trying to reach out to uh, people that I think that might, you know, Canadian stars, so to speak, because people that might actually come through Ottawa, you know, I have to get people to come to my basement, so. Dude, this is a great basement to chill in. I like, I... Thank you. Yeah, I, that's why it's just chill. It's you know? a great studio, yeah. And um, just chill is uh, what I want to do with my guests, so that's... 
Exactly. Like if I were, you know, somebody who uh, has more bearing in the uh, in the entertainment community, I suppose. I'd I say an odd way you do. I wouldn't. This wouldn't feel like like this wouldn't feel out of place. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this feels like a proper podcast studio, which it is. I think we straddle the line here um, with the setup and just it being just me and my dad, and like we're kind of amateur, you know. Um, so it, it's so a balance. You have a producer. Like even Bill Burr just has him in the room. You know, that's what I mean? true. Yeah, you have you have a, an engineer. Well, uh, we've talked about how this many week. different hats do you wear, Brian? I don't know, three or four. Yeah, financial backers. Financial so, backers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's a big hey, one, man. My parents are my financial backers too. So, you know what I mean? um, yeah, my dad. We've talked about this before, but it, it didn't really start off that he was supposed to do this. It was that. Um, I went to Just for Laughs just to see some shows with uh, with Kelly and another couple that we know, and we went to see Kyle partially, and I told him I was going to come check him out and support him and stuff. So when That's he awesome. agreed to come on, it was just kind of like, yo, Dad, like the room's pretty much set up, we've got the gear, let's plug it all in and get it going, because Kyle... You were missing was a guest, right? Well, no, Kyle said he would do it, right? But he was leaving back for Toronto in X amount of days, so mm -hmm. it was... My dad just kind of jumped into this role because we needed someone to do it, okay. but um, it just kind of stuck because we've been having fun and spending time together, and, you know, it's really awesome with your... Your dad. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, so the Jimmy Kimmel stuff led to even crazier things, that's which... Right, yeah. I, I mean, you can tell the story. It's always easier if the, the guest tells their own story when it's stuff like this, but... Uh, the, uh, the email. The, 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 the email that uh, uh, altered my life for the better, for sure. That you had to keep secret too. I did have to keep it secret. Yeah, I was on my way to uh, I was on my way to the cottage actually with a, a, a bunch of friends, and uh, then I like checked my email right before we got there because like I didn't want to be you know disturbed. Yeah, yeah. I was checking my email to see if there was any like any other things that were popping up because after the Kimmel thing, they were like I did a couple like interviews on like um, on like some, you know local CTV stations. Yeah, I saw you on the morning yeah. show and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to just check if there was anything from my agent about more opportunities like that. Okay. And it turned out to be an email from uh, Dan Weiss and Dave Benioff, who were, say, who were saying, uh, we saw you on Kimmel, but we've been watching your stuff for years, and uh, we wanted to have, we were wondering if you would like to do a scene on the show. And I was like, and I was like what the fuck? That's nuts. I lost my mind, and then I told my agent about it, and she was like, this could be somebody fucking with you. Like, this is, these are, these are two Gmail accounts. It's true. It's like this could be a this could be a, a hoax of some kind. I'm like, why would, why someone would anyone do that? Do that? Yeah, <laughs> it's so mean if it was no, fake. No, no, that's like literally that scene in Family Guy where it's like, hey Brian, this is Jack Nicholson. I read your script, and then they're like, hey, your script sucks, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just needless. Me and my buddy Jim found your script at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone would be that mean just for the sake of it. And, and for your sake, I'm glad that's not what happened. No, man, it was, uh, it was so legit. They, it was they, did they fly you out, or did you have to pay to go out there? No, dude, it was... Uh, they covered it all? They, the, the, they paid for my flights, they paid for my hotel. Like, like, and you went up with your pops, me, right? Well, they paid me like a proper actor, too. Yeah, my dad came after I shot my scene, because uh, his dad's from Northern Ireland, which is where, where we were, and uh, he actually visited the set... He met uh, Rory McCann, who's the actor who plays the Hound. Okay. And, oh, jeez. Uh, dude, could not have been a kinder man. Like, I, I love Rory McCann to this day because of how, you know, we, we, like, we bought it a little bit uh, on set and, like, I, you know, having, having dinner uh, before we shot the scene the night before. I mean, we bought it a little bit. Like, you know, I, I didn't you know, want to presume to call it a friendship, but... Uh, but you guys but got on pretty good. When... Yeah. when well, we, there's, there's a certain, uh, you know, fellowship you have to have with, with fellow actors. Yeah. It's a collaborative art form, so you have to be, You're all to working be friendly. The, yeah, exactly. You have projects. to be friendly with everybody. Um, but he really, like, when, when, like, he met my dad, like, he was so nice. He was so nice to him and was, like, you know, asking him all these questions. Like, oh, your dad's from here, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I, it just really, just really guy. touched me. Yeah, what a classy guy he was and what a nice, just a nice fella. It's just an absolute gem of a human being. Just like lives on on some island in Scotland. Has like a sailboat. The guy has a flip phone, or at least he did back in twenty twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's nice when you meet someone a celebrity. Like same thing I felt with George. Just like wow, what a genuine nice person. And it's not mm -hmm. smoke and mirrors. It's not bullshit. It's like you're just a down to earth normal dude, and you're yeah. fucking. 
Anyways. You can tell from how they treat the servers. True. Yeah, yeah. You stuff know, like that. They're nice to you, but then they're not nice to the server. That kind of, you know, that's like that Muhammad Ali. I think that's a Muhammad Ali quote. Something like that. It's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you were on the set, did you uh, do other impersonations to people's face in person, or was that too too intimidating? Um, you know, uh, aside from my my um, brief but uh, steamy relationship with Amelia Clark, I didn't meet anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, yeah, I guess they only shoot certain scenes. And I would assume that there were. Uh, I saw Finn Jones in the lobby, but I didn't go up to him. I was like. He's not important enough to me for me to go and ruin his day by being like, hey, yeah. you're Loris Terrell. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm some cuck. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, hey, man, don't sell yourself. But no, sure. man, hanging out, with, uh, hanging out with Rory and hanging out with uh, Ricky and Ian, the, who were, uh, who were um, my scene partners, uh, all great guys and and all like different like you know what I mean very different fellows like Ian had been in the military he served in the in the British military hmm. Ricky was this guy from Essex who's like yeah you're right it's cool like wearing sweatpants and shit you know what I mean right on yeah just a lot of different vibes yeah and and you know it's 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 cool when you hang out with people who are of, of different cultures please stand by yeah yeah Pulp yeah. Fiction's just uh, next level shit that's one of those movies. I'm a Tarantino guy. Like, whatever that guy does. Yeah, we all are. Every guy's a Tarantino guy, I feel like. I don't know too many guys who say, like, oh, yeah, Tarantino's shit. I've always enjoyed his movies, yeah. I find him in interviews to be a little bit uh, Oh, he's a maniac. Bizarre, yeah. Oh, he's a lunatic. <laughs> all he does is watch movies and TV from, like, the, f f you know. From he's someone you could do an impression of, for sure, if you practice. What I was trying to do with the, yeah, what, what I was trying to do with the character, with, with, <laughs> like, just show the, the violence. That everywhere. sounds like Woody Allen kind of, too. Well, I, it, <laughs> how can you even say that? I'm nauseous. <laughs> there we go. Why? They're calling me a predator. <laughs> Have they even watched my movies? Oh man! The evidence was everywhere. No, <laughs> sorry. Uh. Um, one thing I wanted to say before I forget: when I was looking you up on IMDb, I, you probably know this, but I thought it was hilarious. Your ID, IMDb says 2011, which is I'm assuming when you you made your page, or whatever. But there's a Stephen Love. Who started his in 2016, but it says Stephen Love, aka Steve Love. Do you know how much that guy fucking hates you? Probably. Probably. <laughs> he has to yeah. have the aka. You know, he just because the aka is there, he wants to be Steve Love. He's letting you know, hey, you know, some people call me Steve Love. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's just, no, no. He probably. Yeah. He. His, his friends probably Canadian call asshole. him. His friends probably call him Steve because it's a less pretentious name than Stephen with a ph. You know what I mean? I'm no Stephen Colbert. I can't be Stephen Colbert, but I can be Steve Love. It'd be Stephen. Stephen. Stephen Love doesn't have as good of a ring to it. I think no. it's just no. You just need that. Stephen like, Love Steven. sounds like he works at Radio Shack yeah. or something. I think my agent for Steve Love is like punchy, like boom. Steve Love. Exactly. Yeah. Easy. Two syllables. Bam. That's like uh, I've never actually said this. Most of my friends know this, but like my name's not Oliver George. That's mm -hmm. like my stage name or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it is my middle name, George, but my mm -hmm. last name's actually Riley. Okay. And uh, I, yeah, I like my last name. My kids have it and all that, but uh, for like just stage quality i didn't think it had the same punchiness as oliver george it, yeah the two first names thing i guess i don't know it's more memorable and riley is... the the issue that the way i see it as a stage name oliver riley ends with the r ends with the r oh begins my god with dude i've said that so many times yeah. thank you it sounds like a run-on name that's what i always tell people like Oliver Riley, it's like a drunk guy at a bar. Like Oliver Riley, it's just like <laughs> not Thanks. chirp, not chirping your kid naming skills at all, bro. No, no, my brothers call me Ollie too. Uh, Ollie. No one else really calls me Ollie, Ollie. Riley. Ollie Riley sounds like Ollie <laughs> sounds Riley. Like the most Irish sounds like Ollie Riley. Oh, Ollie sounds, Riley. No, it sounds like an Australian guy who likes to surf and fuck. Like, <laughs> oh fucking Ollie Riley, right? Crush mines, right? Right? Crush mines and crush puss. You fancy a bag? Yeah, that sounds like a cartoon character idea, like a pitch for a fucking Adult Swim show or something. Ollie Riley, pussy, pussy surfer, pussy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, surfing the surfing the twat, mate. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> I don't even know to go uh, where to go from there. No, yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> uh, well, I want to bring up uh, your fact, the fact that, rather that you work at Yuck Yucks because uh, a few of the people, Tavis, does Tavis work there or no? Or he's just someone no. who performs. Uh, Jesse always... works there though. 
Jesse does work Jesse there. Jesse Reynolds. Yeah. Okay. And I, I've talked to Ashley about coming on. A lot of great people, hilarious people work there. Yeah, you know, it's great. Um, it's great so I wanted to talk just like, what's that like working in a, in a comedy club? And I also wanted to plug and ask you about the karaoke gig and what's that like? Because I don't know. If <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are aware that like after the shows, you can fucking hang out and do karaoke and it's a blast and Steve's hosting it's, it. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's, it's either, it's either going to be me or Mike Tamafi. Uh, another so, so come on this another Steve hilarious no, person I'm just, who works. <laughs> I'm just joking Mike no yeah um, yeah it's a great place it's a great place to work man I wouldn't want to work in any other sort of environment where because it, it's just it's just right for me we're always goofing off and having a good time and uh, being around comedy all the time learning constantly you learn a lot you Can learn about different styles different approaches and you know you see what the comics are like behind closed doors. You see sometimes you see, for the better, you, you sometimes see, for the worse. Well, because you see and you see every level of comic. You see different styles and different. You, if you're working, uh, if you're working a Wednesday, you know, new talent showcase, you're going to see literally everything that the local scene has to offer in mm-hmm. terms of like quality, which you're, ranges. Exactly, yeah. you're going to see people. I who, love amateur nights. People man. who are doing it for the first time, they might crush. Yep. They might absolutely and you're smash like, this a room. motherfucker's going to be going somewhere. And there might be somebody who's been trying it for 17 years who still hasn't bit. still hasn't figured it out. It's yeah. just it's just it's that's just that's just the nature of the beast. And when a really good headliner comes through, like we have this weekend with Aaron Berg. Yeah, I've seen him before. Uh, he's bro- very uh, XXX oh, he's, comedy, but oh, he he's is, hilarious. He is there to ruin people's nights. Yeah, and it's so dark, funny. dark humor. So yeah, very oh, very dark and extremely offensive. Yeah, very sexual, but it's uh, very it's hilarious. Se- well ve- thought yeah, out. Very, you know, he's he's brilliantly funny. Mm-hmm. But his his whole thing is like I'm like, you know, to be as offensive as possible. Yeah, check your ego at the door because you're gonna like <laughs> hear some shit. Yeah, no, like this is what's. This is what's funny to me. And that's all that really matters. It's like, it doesn't make you a horrible person to say fucked up shit as long no. as it's funny. And it's done with in jest, you know? I, lo- I love Jim Jeffries in one of his specials breaks down the difference of there's what I think and there's what I think is funny. I might say terrible things that are, that are offensive or insensitive doesn't mean that that's who I am as a person, it doesn't mean that that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. And too many people think that the OB is because this guy made a bad joke that he's a bad person. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just jump right to that instead of going, wait, this is an art form, this is a craft. A lot of people say, like, how many people say shit that's not even remotely true in their act just because it works for a joke or whatever, you know? Yeah. I had an experience with Aaron Hill like years ago when I was just dabbling in comedy and, uh, he, I don't know if he had just started or whatever, but he did a bit about Settlers of Catan, okay? And I, as I was telling you, I'm a big fan of board games. So after the show, I was like, hey, man, like, you should, uh, you know, come play games sometime. And he was like, oh, I don't actually fucking play games. Like, yeah, I felt okay. like such a nerd. He was like, no, it was well, just a joke. Like, okay. I think it was Aaron Hill. Okay. Who's well, awesome, by the way. I'm not saying that as a negative. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's great. He's great. I love his set. Um, yeah, 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 I've... I even say it in I even say it in my act. I mean, these things aren't necessarily rooted in truth. It's just you think yeah. of something that sounds funny and you just want to try it on stage. Yeah, give it a shot and see where it goes. Yeah, and you know, it, it doesn't. I I don't I don't try out. I don't try to be out of my way offensive, but at the same time, I do I do come up with very you know insensitive things that I think are hilarious, and sometimes I try them. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. But you had like really, really bad moments on stage like that where something just like you wanted to freaking jump out a window, you know? Usually that just happens when they don't laugh. I don't, I've, I, <clears throat> yeah, no, but you, every, any, anytime you try something that doesn't work, yeah, you feel bad. Yeah, but you seem like a guy who could rebound really quick and, and, and not like you could stay the course, you know, and not let that like fuck your whole setup. I appreciate that, but uh, I've seen it go, I've seen it go both ways. I don't. Um, well, you've done way more <clears throat> sense than I have. Um, yeah, the worst mm-hmm. sets I've had were usually like really just small rooms with not a lot of people where it's hard to kill when there's oh, like yeah. six people. And- oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and and it's it's all bitter open micers who want you to fail. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, I went to a show um, back at it was Pub 101 on the top. They're doing a different show there now. So it's not the same thing. I'm not trying to shit on those guys. But 
uh, I don't remember who was running it at the time, but the stage lights weren't even working. So they had people, they were asking people from the audience to use like the lights on their phone to shine on the person on stage because it was a very dark room. So it was wow, like the most ghetto setup you could possibly imagine. Oh man, imagine being the person who has to hold their arm up like that. Well, it was like shining it from below. I think more people at their tables was like, yeah, if that's, you have a light. That's not how just, you do it. Yeah. Have you ever taken a selfie? The light's got to be coming down. Yeah, for the best God. angle. God, yeah, no, I don't <laughs> want like, like the, the shadows that it's going to cast if it's coming from down. Well, that's what we do here. Oh man, I sound like a Kardashian. Jesus Christ! You're gonna look great, I'm telling you, man. Wait till you see this episode. I can't wait to see it. We got this bright, bright lighting. Um, what were we talking about? I think tons. I'm getting a contact high. Yeah, maybe <laughs> a little bit psychic high here. Maybe, maybe weed isn't the problem. Oh, we're talking about yuck yucks though, and and I did also want to mention that you're part of uh, the big comedy parade. Yeah, big comedy parade. It's a it's a name that we uh, we we took that name um, after our original our original concept was like it was a staff show. And we called it staff infection. Yes, yes. But we wanted that. to rebrand <laughs> so that we could take it outside of the club. Mm-hmm. So we rebranded it as Big Comedy Parade. It's me, Ashley Krichenko, who you mentioned, Chris Boris, Mitch who is of now Mitch, and Mike. Mitch, uh, Mitch of Mitch and Mike. Mike will also Mike also frequently does. Uh, Mike Mike will also frequently do. Uh, uh, guest spots oh, cool. on Big Comedy Parade when we do our monthly show. That makes uh, sense. The second Sunday. They're usually it. inseparable. I think they're exploring New York as we speak. They are, yeah. <laughs> Mitch looks like a dangerous person. And he needs, <laughs> Mitch, you need a belt. Buy a belt, goddamn. You look homeless, Mitch. <laughs> um, um, anyways. Y- yeah, so. Uh, uh, so, no, but Chris as well, who's often uh, man in the bar and he's a super solid dude. Yeah, Chris is a, a great, great guy and also a headliner in his own right now. Yeah, so, yeah he's uh, doing well. And finally, Rhinestone, who I'm hoping Ryan you can Stone help me get also, in touch with. Rhinestone also. A heads, also a headliner now. He's headlined. He's headlined the Yuck Yucks Ottawa just a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, I saw. Yeah. I checked out his website. And he, I uh, get he him on here. doesn't need stand-up comedy. He's killing it as as a magician. He's uh, he does what's called uh, edgy magic, which is well, he does like a comedy routine with his is, magic. Yeah, it, and but you know, uh, magic. Magic on its own is like, you know, I think everybody has to have, uh, I, I don't, I, There's no I haven't, deadpan been, magician, I haven't I been to many magic shows, but I imagine if a magician just goes up, here's a trick. Here's a trick. It's basically here's David Blaine though. He was always like, <clears throat> Hey, I just floated or whatever. And that was his shtick was that like, he was so high or didn't care or whatever. David Blaine is a dead eyed psychopath. <laughs> don't compare, don't compare everybody to I David Blaine. I used to enjoy his stuff, but, uh. Oh man, I love, I love. I love watching black people react to David Blaine's tricks. Like Magic they in general, yeah. The reactions are they amazing. They run away when he does, when yeah, he does jump, like the yeah. reveal. But like he does, like like David Blaine is like a whole other podcast because he's a fucking lunatic. Well, and Chris I don't Angel, know how he does. It was either stuff. him or Chris Angel at the time, and I remember thinking like Chris Angel was just too Vegas and showy for me. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, he had good tricks too, but <gasps> he's like a Dragon Ball Z character when he's doing his tricks. <laughs> or like <laughs> that episode where he uh, he just got fucking those hooks through the back, and then he was like transported uh, by a helicopter. And I was like, uh, that's hardcore, but it's not even magic. No, like, yeah, that's that's just, just like yeah, sadistic, just, I guess, to a degree, or masochistic, I should say. Yeah, it's mutilated. Uh, it's him, which is fine. Do do your own. That's your body, whatever. But like, I came for some magic. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, rhinestone. Yes. Yeah, so rhinestone. Amazing edgy magic. Like you know, every magician. Yeah, he's he's. You think he would come on here though? Because I, I, uh, Uh, I will definitely. I've been trying to get a hold of him, and uh, I haven't actually sent an email yet. But I was just just starting to peruse his website, and I'll I'll definitely reach out to him for you. Thank you. I think it'd be a cool guest. I'll give. He's he he would be a brilliant guest. He's incredibly funny, sweet sweet guy, and his his act is just this brilliant marriage of of magic and comedy. Because I I mean, every time I've I've seen this guy perform. Uh, hundreds of times and every time it's like mind-blowing it never gets old you know what i mean yeah even when you've seen the same tricks you mean i've seen headliners come in like you know once once a year twice a year and like i kind of like see their same some of the same bits yeah yeah they do well like i mean unless they like recorded an album recently or something they're going to be doing almost the same set the stuff they know is going to kill yeah exactly And, and, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyways, uh, yeah. So Big Comedy Parade is Rhinestone, Chris Boris, Mitch Mirahead, Ashley Krichenko, and myself. And we always have fun. And uh, I was going to say, you guys like, just got nominated for uh, Faces Magazine Award, which is an Ottawa-based magazine. And, it, uh, we, we wanted to, uh, we, we, not, we wanted to uh, go to the award show and be as upsetting to everyone else as possible. And if you look on um, Ashley's Instagram pictures. or Mitch's Instagram, you'll see wh- how Mitch was dressed 
and you'll understand <laughs> what we were going for. Uh, I think the original concept was to have Mitch go in a dress, but then that kind of like raises some uh, some other issues that are like you know. Twenty twenty, probably no one would front on that. That's the thing. They'd be like, though, this is how he identifies. Yeah, you know I mean? it's like that thing. It's it kind of it would be a thing where people like are like. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? like they like give him a, a weird. It would have like, been pretty funny. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you guys unfortunately did not win, but I gotta say, while we're on it, congrats to Jesse Reynolds, who is uh, I can I finally get to say this. Congratulations, Jesse, friend of the show, friend of the show, friend, Jesse friend to us all. Yeah, Jesse will also uh, he'll also do guest spots. On check out his episode on here too, episode eleven or yeah, eleven. Yeah. Um. So yeah, before we, uh, I'm gonna ask you my my last question. I ask everybody, but I did want to mention that you are also an actor, mm-hmm. and besides Game of Thrones, I mean, you did some work for CBC too, right? Where you played a serial killer. Uh, not a serial a murderer, killer, but yes, a murderer. Uh, if anyone anyone who was around Barhaven in uh, in 2005 or 2006 would remember the Jennifer Teague case. Oh yes, that was terrible. I, yeah, she worked at really, Wendy's or something, right? Yeah, she worked at Wendy's, and this guy followed her home kidnapped her basically and ended up uh ended up killing her good lord it's a terror yeah it was a, a terrible uh terrible thing that happened but uh apparently i was the right guy to play kevin da- kevin davis or the right guy in the ottawa montreal region to play kevin well davis someone has to play the guy realistically i yeah. mean yeah and uh as far as acting jobs go it was i mean it, it's it, the, the 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 series is called um the detectives mm-hmm. it's a cbc program that's uh a true crime reenactment Canadian stories Canadian yeah. Canadian crime stories told by the detectives in interview format and then cut together with reenactments of you know what it was like for the detectives working the case and then the how the case unraveled supposed events and yeah and yeah. uh so there was, um, yeah, it was, it that, was, that must've been heavy to do. I mean, you want to pay respect to, uh, to the incredible loss of life there, you know? Yeah. And you know, her, her parents Someone were, so young. her parents were on set. Oh, good um, Lord. That must've been I so didn't, heavy. I, I kind of kept my distance because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to overstep any sort of boundaries of they might've had. Of course. Um, as far as an acting job goes, it's not, uh, y- you're not really the center of the story because it's being told from the actual detective who worked the case. You're hearing their sort of uh, recollection of, of the events that occurred. So the reenactment is sort of secondary to that, but you're still doing the best job you can. Was it like a speaking role or was it just reenacting like sort of the, the movements while they're narrating over top? Uh, no, uh, a lot, yeah. lot of dialogue. Oh, okay. A lot of dialogue. I, this I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I... there were, uh, you know, um, scenes where I was getting questioned or mm. interrogated, I guess. Yeah. Scenes where, you know, I'm, I'm frantically talking to my lawyer. There was a scene where I was supposedly on like 10 grams of mushroom. This, this really <laughs> happened. So this dude did, this dude did like 10 grams of magic mushrooms and then went into the streets naked screaming, I killed Jennifer Teague. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so yeah. he was having, obviously, he was a gil- he crazy had a guilty guilt. Well, the story, the story goes, he had this, this weird, super weird confession, and then he did, like, a full confession. Huh. Uh, and then recant- And then recanted on it when, it when it came time to go to trial. Like, he was looking for some sort of plea deal or something initially. Initially, I think he just wanted to, like, clean his conscience. Yeah, yeah. And then um, psychedelics will force you to do that. Yeah. And then I suppose after he talked to a lawyer, he decided that uh, he was going to play the whole, oh, I was out of my mind. I was on drugs when I said that. I didn't really mean that. The way they caught him was that they they had kept the actual crime scene hidden from public knowledge. So when he gave his confession and showed the cops where he uh, and it was where he put where he left the body oh shit. Well, he was the only one who could have known and that's how they got him crazy yeah huh. it was a. Uh, it so was he's still behind <clears throat> bars or is he dead or something now or uh, he's he's behind bars yeah um Jeez. as far as i know i actually haven't i actually haven't i know uh, a lot of guys that, up uh, the last i checked this was a get... few this was a few years ago that i played this this was back in 2018 was when i was uh working the 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 job mm. Uh, um, so I'm not sure. Maybe I know that, like I've heard that. When maybe he got like, out somehow, but he's, uh, I, as far as I know, he should be incarcerated. They say that um, though, right? That if someone like, um, 
does a crime related to underage people that usually the other criminals will like kill or beat the shit out of that person like yeah. they fucking hate pedophiles in jail and i uh, i should have done my i should have uh should have rest- I, I i didn't think you would ask me about the detectives i was uh i wasn't hey man, tr- I'm not trying to dig I, deep you know i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to uh well i've, I've followed like i said at the know? beginning i've followed your your advancements in in your career because you're someone that like i go oh this guy's like my age he's in ottawa he's making it work he's he's accomplishing things i gotta get an agent i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah though, that's that's honestly the hardest part is getting an agent i've got some stuff I did, to... I did a holiday movie where i got to play the guitarist in a band and, and that had some oh yeah that's great and, and that's that's what keeps this industry afloat this local industry afloat is those i did those. a canada uh, post video in the i think it was in the summer too it was something that they were only going to show within their company for their employees but it was something about like if you're stressed out tell your boss and i played like the boss being like are you okay or, oh really i don't think we even had to say anything it was all like so it was uh, like a training pantomime video? uh yeah some sort of training uh or mental health yeah. awareness thing for their yeah. employees so yeah yeah it was sweet it was like three hours i got like a few hundred bucks or whatever you know that's awesome dude yeah, you man. just keep doing keep doing that shit and then eventually you have a resume you know well, what I mean? smythe casting is great for that because uh yep. they'll put stuff on facebook where exactly if, especially if you just want to be an extra i mean extra work's kind of like minimum wage or whatever but it's a cool experience and it's, it's, it's a lot easy. of time you're sitting around doing what the fuck you want on your phone and then you yeah. just go and be in a scene for a couple minutes well if and you can uh yeah, it's 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 good to uh, yeah just have to, uh, have more experiences and you know and well, just and yeah meet being people. on a set mm. if you yeah if this is something that you want to do you just got to meet people really it's all it's all networking and once people know you then they 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 start to uh, see you as a as more of a business partner than as someone who just wants to you know so as, as just another person trying to break in mm-hmm. you have to be f- nurturing relationships is very important in any business and in, 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 especially in show business you well, look at I, how much you how collaborative it is you know what i mean yeah well and uh especially in ottawa where we have like a really emerging market for this stuff it's it's still very uh yeah, are they ever going to build that studio that they've yeah been i've talked about, about this with a couple other people it seems like they were talking about it for a while now but It'll, it's I, either way, we're doing it's well. It's Ottawa. The LRT took like 20 years, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. exactly. <laughs> Perfect example. Yeah. Um, well, they're shooting yeah. something with Mel Gibson right now. I think some Fat Santa movie or something. And that's Smythe casting as well. Yeah. Mel- we're supposed to have her on here, I think. Alona Smythe's coming on. Oh, yeah? Hopefully late March. It's still We're still talking, but um, hopefully. I can, put in a, I can put in a good <laughs> word with you. Look, oh, okay. Cool. I've talked to her once on the phone, actually. Alone is uh, great. She's she's great at what she does. Very she's wise. Very wise. Very, yeah, she's super knowledgeable, and uh, she's a great person. My mo- I felt really awkward because I talked to her on the phone once because my mom is in a uh, or in some sort of craft or what is like a knitting group or something, right? Yeah, it's a craft. It's like a, a ladies craft group and she i guess elona's mom elona's <laughs> uh, mom is in it as well and i guess they got to talking or something like that so as moms do they're like oh i'll get her to call or to or you should get your son to call my daughter and i'll make her answer basically so i felt like when she answered it was a little bit forced like she was doing it to make her mom happy kind of thing but she was yeah. still super nice and uh and gave me a lot of really good advice uh one of which was something I saw her reiterate to other people on the set of that movie that I did, where she was uh, taking these kids around for some sort of course, uh, I'm assuming about film or whatever. And she told them to try to be the the biggest fish in the small pond as opposed to the opposite and trying to, you know, move to, uh, to LA and, and make it like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I really took that to heart. And I think I've been doing that with this podcast is just like, Hey, there's fucking interesting people all over the city. Mm-hmm. And if I can Absolutely. get them into my basement, we can just talk and just yeah. chill. And, and here we go, you know, and it's going great. So, yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. Ilona. Yeah. Alone is alone is the best. She's been a, she's been a good, a good mentor to me and somebody who I can, uh, you know, um, it's just 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 an ally in this weird fucked up industry. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, she seems to uh, know a lot of cool people and be a cool person herself. So yeah. I hope to get to know her better as well. Um, I, we should probably start wrapping up soon. Oh, I know sure. you got to do it? karaoke. Oh tonight. yeah, sure. I got to get going. Well, um, hey man, you lose track of time when you're having fun, right? Yeah. Um, so I got to ask you the superpower question. We ask everybody if you could have a superpower uh, magically endowed upon you, what would it be and why? This is not a character, but just a power and no flying because we ruled mm. that out a while ago. You know what? Okay, so I'll give you my I'll give you my grade seven answer first, and this is uh, this is funny because like I I think it goes back to the whole. Uh, with slipping into different characters, my, I I love that episode of Family Guy where there's um, there's that episode where Peter has like the morphing ability. Yeah, he can just turn he into, into a anybody. sandwich. He morphs into Britney Spears. Yeah. and morphs into whatever he wants. Yeah, 
I thought that would be the coolest power ever. That's what I've said when people turned the question yeah. on me and asked. Yeah. No, because in, in, in my grade seven, my grade seven brain, I was thinking like I could just I could morph into myself with a giant hog, just a massive <laughs> meat mallet between my legs. And it would be like, I would have the perfect life. You know what I mean? Oh, that was how I thought in grades. I love that that's what you would use it for. <clears throat> no, but Look you could exactly like- exactly the same. Just but like, a couple more But like also you'd be able to play around with it. Yeah, you could fuck I'm with so many people. And you could prank but and troll people like no one's business. I think, uh, honestly, that I, I, I wouldn't like, like I'm looking at other people's superpowers right here. Like super speed would be fucking awesome. Super strength. When people say super speed, awesome. I go like, yeah, but why not pick teleportation? Though? I think you should just, I, should, I, I would just say Superman. Cause like there's no no that's why we say no characters because it's too oh uh, no characters yeah yeah oh, or Chris okay. said the force shit like that like it's got to be one power but hey man I honestly the the shape changing makes sense for you and okay I'll go I'll go yeah I'll go I would go shapeshifter yeah. shapeshifter All yeah right. um, I, I already have the 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 voice I already have the voice for it I just need to be like you know. De Niro in Raging Bull or or Matthew McConaughey or some shit. Indistinguishable, like, yeah. I've been doing a lot of cocaine while I've been preparing for this role. <laughs> I have a question. So I got scared. Sure, yeah. yeah. My dad's got a question for you. Go so ahead. Has anybody ever said you look a little bit like Jim Carrey? Uh, I get some, I get some Jim Carrey comparisons when I, like after, after shows and stuff like that, just cause I'm so goofy and I was and you know. Facial structure on the camera, especially like I, when, when you're talking to Ollie. Got that rubber face. Well, yeah, I yeah. don't have a beard right now, so maybe that has something. To you do know, with I was going to appreciate the comparison though. Right? When you brought up uh, Jim Jeffries, I was going to say you kind of have a Jim <laughs> Jeffries yeah. haircut and vibe to you, but yeah, oh, I do a great Jim Jeffries impression if you want to hear. Sure, it. sure. He's constantly alien America, and I'm, I'm I was over in London. Then <laughs> you come to America, and they got guns. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's uncanny. Right. I. I'm a fucking comedian, right? <laughs> That's so good. Um, okay, shit, man. Well, um, we normally high-five at the end, so let's do that before I forget. Great podcast. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, but can you... Uh, I think it'd be hilarious if... You can do any character you want, Tell but the Christopher Walken was amazing. Just say something like, uh, you know, subscribe to Just Chill Podcasting or something like that. Hello. I didn't see you there. I'm a fan of the Just Chill Podcast. You should subscribe... To Oliver's channel, Just Chill Podcast. Oh it's God. great. Thank I'm you. a fan. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks for having Honestly, me. Honestly, thanks. For, uh, I really appreciate your time. No, man, it's a pleasure. Cool. Pleasure being here, man. Bullshit. And uh, I wish you the best. Yeah, this come is, back this anytime. Is such dude. a cool setup, and uh, you guys were great. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. That was cool, man. That was a lot of fun.